हरे कृष्ण जय जय सिचैतन्य जय अनिचनंद जय द्वैत चंद जय गौर भक्त बिंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे वेल लेट मी पुट दैट हेड बैक ऑन बिकॉज इट इज फ्रेश जो वेल आई वॉन्ट टू स्पीक टूडे अबाउट कृष्ण दस काव्यरज गोस्वामी I call him the author, the author of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And Adi Lila chapter eight describes how the author uh, received transcendental instructions and mercy. And we'll read a little bit from that chapter. Just a moment. Oops, wrong password. Try it again. Yep, here we are. Vande Chaitanya Devam Tam Bhagavantam Yadichaya Prasabham Narchate Chitram Lekaranga Jadopriyam I offer my respects to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by whose desire I have become like a dancing dog and suddenly taken to the writings of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita although i am a fool mm. yeah yes yeah, so krishnadas kaviraj goswami is, is not thinking that i am a great uh, a great scholar i am a great author i am here uh the expert on the chaitanya charitamrita on the life of chaitanya um first of all he did not have a lot of personal association with lord chaitanya mahaprabhu in fact krishnadas kaviraj goswami never met him um, he writes his chaitanya charitamrita then uh, for a different reason um, he writes it he writes it because he has been graced graced by the vaishnavas graced by rupa and sanatan so that he thoroughly absorbed the teachings of chaitanya mahaprabhu graced by all the devotees of lord chaitanya who were residing in vrindavan and particularly graced by raghunathdas goswami who who was so closely present in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's final days and who learned from Swarup Damodar Goswami and who carried with him the knowledge of the diary from Swarup Damodar all that is invested in Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami hmm. therefore upon the request of senior vaishnavas then praying praying to modern mohan and then the garland the garland fell from modern mohan as a sign and the pujari understood picked it up and put it around the neck of krishnadas kaviraj goswami and in this way uh um, krishnadas kaviraj goswami felt that it is by the desire of chaitanya mahaprabhu that i'm writing although who am i i am a fool jai jai shri krishna chaitanya gorachanne jai jai paramananda jai anichananda let me offer my respectful obeisances and to shri krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu who is known as gorasundar i also offer my respectful obeisances to nichananda prabhu who is also very joyful Jai Gadadhar Charya Kripama Oh oh Jai 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 Advaita 
acharya kripa mai jai jai gadadhar pandit mahasai let me offer my respectful obeisances to advaita acharya who is very merciful and also to that great personality gadadhar pandit the learned scholar jai jai shiva sadi jatta bhakta gan pranate hoye vandan shabaracharan let me offer my respectful obeisances to Shiva's Thakur and all the other devotees of the Lord. I fall down to offer them respect. I worship their lotus feet. Purport. Krishidas Kaviraj Goswami teaches us first to offer respect to the Panchatattva. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nichananda Prabhu, Advaita Prabhu, Gadara Prabhu, and Sri Vas Prabhu and other devotees. We must strictly follow the principles of offering our respects to the Panchatattva as summarized. In the mantra, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Sridvaita Gadadhar Srivasati Gora Bhaktivinda. At the beginning of every function in preaching, especially before chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We must chant the Panchatattva's names and offer our respects to them. Uh, we know that. Um, no offense is considered by the Panchatattva. We know that simply by chanting their names very quickly, some ecstasy is attained. Then if we take up devotional service or chant the holy name, then everything will be surcharged with that transcendental energy. We are uh, the servants of the Panchatattva. It is, it is, the Yuga Dharma is Harinam Sankirtan, Kalu Tathari Kirtanat, and they are, are leading, they're leading this, this mission of flooding the world with the, uh, with the chanting of the Holy Name, the glorification of Krishna, and, and service to spread his name, fame, and glories. Um, so, therefore, we always take shelter of them first. And when that shelter is strong, and we are strongly fixed at their lotus feet, then, um, then we can do the impossible. Mukha kavitkara ja sabarashmaran pangugiri By remembering the lotus feet of the Panchatattva, a dumb man can become a poet, a lame man can cross mountains, and a blind man can see the stars in the sky. Hmm. This is it. We, we are dependent on taking shelter. Uh, um, the mercy of the Panchatattva is widely available. Nonetheless, the living being has his independence. Because we have independence, we can always decide whether to turn to Krishna or not turn to Krishna. So, as Srila Prabhupada is explaining in the purport, in Vaishnava philosophy there are three ways for perfection, namely, sadhana siddha, perfection attained by executing devotional service according to the rules and regulations, nicha siddha, eternal perfection attained by never forgetting Krishna at any time, and kripa siddha, perfection attained by the mercy of the spiritual master or another Vaishnava. Kaviraj Goswami here stresses Kripa Siddha, perfection by the mercy of superior authorities. This mercy doesn't depend on the qualification of a devotee. By such mercy, even a devotee is, who is dumb, he can speak or write to glorify the Lord splendidly. Even if lame, he can cross mountains. And even if blind, he can see the stars in the sky. That may be. Um, so the mercy of the Lord, yes. So let us, if we are blessed, even against our will, we will chant, we will dance. Um, and to an extent, Prabhupada pierced, pierced the thick walls of our false ego, of our attachment to materialistic sinful activities. He pierced them and somehow or other brought us to the shelter of the feet of Lord Chaitanya. Now, now we have become also desirous of, of serving in that amazing mission 
to be part of that amazing miracle. The miracle that somehow or other carries the mercy to people and just transforms them, even when they don't know what is going on. This is the most wonderful thing. The education cultivated by so-called learned scholars who do not believe these statements of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita is like the tumultuous croaking of frogs. Mm. Prabhupada says, the croaking of the frogs in the rainy seasons resounds very loudly in the forest, with the result that snakes, hearing the croaking in the darkness, approach the frogs and swallow them. Similarly, the so-called educational vibrations of the tongues of university professors who do not have spiritual knowledge is like the croaking of the frogs. Yeah. Now the times have, have moved on from when Prabhupada wrote these words. And nowadays, his society has developed to, an, to a more, a level of greater sophistication. Um, now, previously, his movement in the Western world started as an underground movement. And, and money was basically collected from the street and somehow or other um, and somehow or other, everything went on. Mm. But gradually, the movement has gained more recognition. Gradually, devotees have uh, have come come forward in all kinds of positions in the world. Um, and finally, now there are scholars who specialize in, in the Gaudiya Vaishnava history. So these scholars are actually uh, able to present, uh, to present the, uh, the history, to present the, um, the proper philosophy, the proper understanding of this movement in the in the educational field, in university. So now that devotees have become the university professors, now gradually the croaking of, of the frogs, um, the so-called learned scholars, as Krishna says, is being, uh, is being overpowered by the loud, in clear sound from the mouth of the Vaishnavas. One who does not accept the glories of the Panchatattva, but still makes a show of devotional service to Krishna, can never attain, never achieve the mercy of Krishna or advance to the ultimate goal. Mm, yes, these are short purports, so I'll read them. If one is seriously interested in Krishna conscious activities, he must be ready to follow the rules and regulations laid down by the Acharyas, and he must understand their conclusions. The Shastra says, Dharmasya tattvam nitam guhajan mahajani yena gata sapanta. The Mahabharat Vanaparva, um, 313.117. Um, it's interesting, just before uh, opening up this, uh, this purport, I was reading a letter, and the letter was about someone who described themselves as a rebel. Um, and I said, it's okay, it's okay to be a rebel, uh, but we must be rebels for Krishna. We will all have our natures, and we can engage our natures in the service of Krishna. So if we have a, a rebellious streak in our nature, then be rebellious, but stand up for Krishna. Uh, 
follow the great Acharyas. We cannot be rebellious when it comes to following the Acharyas. Srila Prabhupada points out, if one is seriously interested in Krishna conscious activities, he must be ready to follow the rules and regulations laid down by the Acharyas. And he must understand their conclusions. So for many, many lifetimes, we have been rebellious against Krishna. We've been rebellious against his instructions. That rebellion is to be given up. And we can do that by turning around and just rebel against all the nonsense that is imposed upon us by a society that is misdirected and misguided. So many things are going on for normal that are totally unacceptable. So those who have a rebellious spirit, they can speak out and point out, no, no, these things can never be followed. The Shastra says, It is very difficult to understand the secret of Krishna consciousness, but one who advances by the instructions of the previous Acharyas and follows in the footsteps of his predecessors is in the line of disciplic succession will have success. Srila Prabhupada says we should be like a lamb at home and like a, a lion on the chase. So we are in our preaching, we are ready to, uh, to stand up, to push this, this knowledge. Look how much Prabhupada pushed. Look how bold he was. Look how much he was ready to speak out. Uh, in the pacifist environment of the hippies, who were all dodging the, the draft of the, of the, of the army, because they didn't want to go to Vietnam. Prabhupada is speaking from the Bhagavad Gita and saying, Arjuna must fight. And they're like, how can you say this at this time? At a time when, when everyone was taking to, uh, to smoking marijuana and to LSD, Prabhupada was rejecting these things. Um, Prabhupada was ready to uh, speak out against um, women's liberation and make strong statements, strong statements, and said a woman should always, should always be protected or under a man. She can choose whether she wants to be under one man or under a hundred men. In this way, Prabhupada was uh, was not in the mood of, of flattering people, of simply flattering them to say what they wanted to hear um, so that he would get cheap following. No, Prabhupada was ready to share the truth. Of course, also with intelligence, just like his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, Thakur was ready to stand up, um, but, uh, but when the soldiers of, uh, of Jagadish Chandra Bosch came and said, why are you taking so many young men away from, from the army? Uh, and Siddha Bhaktivedanta said, these men that I am taking, they are not meant to fight as soldiers. They are weak, they are intellectuals, they are not meant for, for such things. Therefore, there is no loss. Then he spoke tactful to pacify the agitated soldiers. As Prabhupada, uh, when confronted by Nexalites, uh, which are like violent, uh, violent political communist groups in, 
in West Bengal who came to disturb the program. And Prabhupada also spoke gentle and, and pacified them. So one has to know when to roar and when to speak gently. Well, sometimes soft as a rose, sometimes hard as a thunderbolt. Mm. That takes intelligence. And such intelligence uh, comes from Krishna. Um, that is the, the, the thing. Tadami buddhi yogam tam. I will give the intelligence by which one can come to me, Krishna says. So that is there. So if we simply take shelter of Krishna and hear from Krishna, hear about Krishna, hear from Krishna's devotees, then our intelligence will also develop. I simply accept a person who follows in the footsteps of the six Goswamis and the dust of such a person's lotus feet is my food. So, we are not rebellious for, uh, for the sake of rebellion. We are not rebels without a cause. Um, simply rebels to be rebels. No, we are ready to bow down. Bow down to great personalities. We are ready to bow down to greatness. We are ready to submit to wonderful uh, knowledge and wisdom that elevates people. We are ready, ready to bow down to that which is glorious. Formerly, kings like Jarasandha, the father-in-law of Kamsa, strictly followed the Vedic rituals, thus worshipping uh, Lord Vishnu. Purport. In these verses, the author of Sichitanya Chajamita Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is very seriously stressing the importance of the worship of the Panchatattva. If one becomes a devotee of Gaur Sundar and Krishna, but doesn't give importance to the Panchatattva, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda, his activities are considered to be offensive, or in the words of Srila Rupa Goswami, Utpata, disturbances. One must therefore be ready to offer due respects to the Panchatattva before becoming a devotee of Lord Gaurasundar or of Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, so, when we speak about the Panchatattva and the Lord appearing in these five truths, right? Then we see that in these five truths there is a whole relationship. Lord Nichananda being non-different from Lord Chaitanya, but in the mood of a servant. Advaita Chai being the avatar, but also in the mood of the servant. And uh, Gadadhar in the mood of the servant. Shiva's in the mood of the servant. There is one who is the Supreme Lord and all others are his servants. So to develop that servant identity is displayed by, all, by four of the members of the Panchatattva who show by their own example and lives how to serve. And we obviously... We go through the servants of the Lord, to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, by becoming the servant of the servant, we can also become a better servant. And that is the process. One who does not accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of God, it is certainly a demon. Similarly, anyone who doesn't accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna, the Supreme Lord is the same Supreme Lord is also considered to be a demon. <laughs> Excuse me. So first, we're talking about those who don't accept Krishna um, is certainly a demon. And then one who doesn't accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also a demon. Um, 
It may be that there are devotees of Krishna um, who are not aware of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we would not start to call such devotees demons. We're talking about uh, devotees who, when hearing about Lord Chaitanya and hearing um, about him, are ultimately resisting and not accepting him. Um, such devotees, they are very unfortunate and they are, are they're committing a great offense and as a result will fall down and whatever devotion they had will be lost and, and, and they'll become again demoniac. Um, so yes, um, but then examples are given. Formerly there were kings like Jarasandhu strictly followed the Vedic rituals acted as charitable, competent satyas, possessed all satya qualities, and were even obedient to the Brahminical culture, but it didn't accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Jarasandha attacked Krishna many times, and each time, of course, he was defeated. Like Jarasandha, any man who performs Vedic rituals, but doesn't accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, must be considered an asura or demon. Similarly, one who doesn't accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Krishna himself is a demon, this is the conclusion of the authoritative scriptures. Therefore, both so-called devotion to Gaurasunda without devotional service to Krishna and so-called Krishna Bhakti without devotional service to Gaurasunda are non-devotional activities. If one wants to be successful in the path of Krishna consciousness, he must be thoroughly conscious of the personality of Gaurasunda as well as the personality of Krishna. Knowing the personality of Gaurasunda means knowing the personality of Sri Krishna, Chaitanya Prabhu, Nichananda, Sri Dvedi Gadada, Shkvasti, Gaurav Bhaktivinoda, author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, pursuant to the authority, stress of this principle for perfection in Krishna consciousness. Um, so, when Srila Prabhupada came to the Western world, he is um, preaching specifically about Krishna. Um, he was... Uh, he was establishing Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he was building on this. And to a lesser extent, Srila Prabhupada uh, spoke about Lord Chaitanya. It's not so surprising. Krishna is, after all, accepted as, as a deity, whereas Lord Chaitanya is much more obscure to the world. Prabhupada did speak about Lord Chaitanya. Prabhupada did translate uh, the teachings of Lord Chaitanya and the Chaitanya uh, Charitamrita. Uh, <laughs> Still, now that this movement has spread Krishna, has spread the consciousness of Krishna around the world, now that it has been established that Krishna is the Supreme Lord. Now that many people of Indian origin uh, who also had an affinity with Krishna or towards Krishna have come forward and have become part of this movement and, uh, and more are coming. Now that, that Krishna has come to the foreground, we should not hesitate to present Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, this, the worship of Krishna cannot be complete. Uh, of course, we also don't just worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is worshiping Krishna. So worship of Krishna without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will be incomplete. Uh, if we look at the uh, Chaitanya Chandramrita from Prabodhananda, um, then he makes it very clear that uh, where do we find, where do we find such, such levels of renunciation? Where do we find such unwavering strength and unwavering faith other than with the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? 
in success to come, as it is said, Anandam Bodhivardhanam Patipadam Purnamitasvadanam Sarvatmasnapanam Param Vijayate Sikrishna Sankirtanam. And there he makes the point that this is the life of transcendental knowledge. We need, it, it needs to come to life. We need to taste it. Krishna says, Rajavijam Rajagujam Pavitram Idamam Tamam Prachaksyavagamam Dharmyam Susukam Kartamavyam. He's saying this is the, uh, the, the ultimate secret, the uh, king of education. Uh, we have to somehow or other uh, take up this pure devotional service to Krishna in the mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who taught it by, this, by example, then, susukam uh, then it will be joyful. It will be joyfully performed. So that is the essence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. It is joyfully performed. And because of this unique joy, therefore the power of this movement is, is incomparable. Incomparable. Um, the senses are very strong and even a man of learning is still weak right? but when there is actually great happiness when there is actually great joy uh, then then one is very strong Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought unless people accept me they will all be destroyed. Thus, the merciful Lord accepted the sannyas order. Mm. So, um, if a person offers obeisances unto me, even due to accepting me as an ordinary sannyasi, his material distresses will diminish and he will ultimately get liberation. Um, so, we remember that Lord Chaitanya Nimai had become quite ecstatic after he had come back from Gaya, he was a devotee, and at that at one point Nimai was just chanting Gopi, Gopi, Gopi. Then there was some group of students who just said, What are you doing? Who are you? To chant Gopi Gopi, you should chant Krishna, Krishna. But at that at that point, Nimai was in the mood of Srimati Radharani and in the mood of the gopis who were uh, who were rejected by krishna and who were upset with krishna for neglecting them and therefore when these students said oh you should chant the name of krishna krishna then you know then nimai became very angry and chased them he chased them and they ran uh, so then later they assembled and they said, well, you know, who does this Nimai think he is? He's so proud, you know, he says, we are also Brahmanas. And, you know, I mean, we'll teach him a lesson. We will not accept this. Then Nimai started to think to himself and he thought that, what do I do now? So many, so many are actually missing out on the mercy. Some of them, due to their offenses will actually i will not be able to save them but then he decided to take sannyas and yes um, if anyone is offering because people respect sannyasis and then if they offer obeisances to me they will become purified and in this way they'll make advancement and become eligible to take up um, krishna consciousness So for those people who could not accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the combination of Radha and Krishna, um, the Lord took sannyas, and therefore he took Ekadanda sannyas in the Mayavad line, so that he would be uh, 
publicly highly regarded and high, highly respected that people would bow down to him. And even if unknowingly, unknowingly they would bow down, they would make advancement. Mm. One who does not show respect unto this merciful Lord, Titani uh, Mahaprabhu, or one who doesn't worship him, should be considered a demon, even if he's very much exalted in human society. Therefore, I say again, lifting my arms, O fellow human beings, please worship Sri Chaitanya Nichananda without false arguments. Now, um, some reader um, might feel that this portion of the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is kind of reeks of sectarianism. Um, what is it, it doesn't look like the enlightened platform of, of just appreciating and, 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 and letting people, uh, people be. It, it rather seems to uh, represent the mood, uh, the mood of, of, of sectarianism and, and reeks of uh, religious war. It reeks of, in the name of, of one's belief, one will fight. Uh, so many other, so many, so many who have other ideas about, about God. Mm. And in this way, religion is perceived by some as the root of all evil in the world. So sectarianism is not fashionable. Sectarianism is particularly belonging in the realm of religion. Um, we can make a distinction between religion, which is um, strictly defined and limited by uh, rules, regulations, a certain conviction, um, a certain belief, and, uh, and then that religion will uh, take a, the form of a social group that adheres to, their, to a certain doctrine and follows certain rituals of worship. And anyone who is not part of that is out, is condemned, is fallen, will, uh, will burn, will go to hell, or is, is a demon, yeah? as is a word that is used here. So, in this way, then if we look at spirituality, spirituality is, is recognizing, is recognizing that there is um, a divine, a divine presence within this world. Uh, just as uh, Rudolf Otto spoke about the, the sacred and how he explains there is the phenomenal world and the nominous world. The phenomenal world, which we are perceiving the objects in this world, the world of things, and that behind that world, there is another realm known as the nominous world, where this, which has the origin of this phenomenal world. Then he says, sometimes from the nominous domain, something, something sacred spills over into this phenomenal domain. And, and we see it in everything. Uh, and uh, for example, uh, a beautiful swan in a, in a pond with lilies or, or lotuses uh, uh, can create a beauty that is, is beyond this world. It is just, oh, it is something of, of a, 
of a higher nature. It can touch the heart. The heart of a poet who feels like um, like writing about that beautiful that beauty. And and the, the poet captures more than just the the colors than just the the elegant shape. Uh, the, 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 the poet sees in that beauty something serene and that serenity is to him. Um, he sees there practically divinity. Uh, I, I, uh, many examples of how the sacred is manifesting in this world and I don't know if, if I should give many more examples um, but uh, of course I, I I tell my story um, which you may have heard before but how I was on the flight and I came from South Africa and early morning we were just above uh, above Europe and then uh, suddenly one African man stood in front of the cabin and made the gesture with two hands, which conductors make when they want the attention of an orchestra. And then he started conducting and suddenly this choir of about 40 people sitting all over the plane began to sing. And it was an African gospel choir and it was just incredible. I mean, melodies over melodies over melodies, harmonies, rhythms, you know. I mean, this, this sound coming from those voices was just not of this world. It was happening all in the sky, just as the sun was rising. And it was just divine. Everyone, everyone was just amazed. And then we saw, after, after some time, I saw, I saw three pilots standing in the aisle and, and listening. I was wondering who's flying the plane. And uh, at that time, after that, there was thunder in the sky from the ovation from the applause that people gave it was just incredible everyone was moved everyone their heartstrings touched everyone felt something of that spiritual realm flowing into the material so spirituality is not about boundaries spirituality is not about limits spirituality is about being open and just to the to to the divine energy that may come in various ways to many people nowadays a lot of people due to the history of religion and uh, and a lot of rigidity uh, violence oppression this that uh, so many things that occurred in the world history so much suffering caused in the name of religion people turn away from these religions people are educated people are a part of a global village how can they have the uh, narrow village mentality that existed in 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 previous times when people lived in a particular region and 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 only associated within that circle now everyone is connected everyone is absorbing uh, a little bit from here a little bit from there we go beyond borders we go beyond cultures and we have a cross-cultural insight into into traditions, into spiritual traditions. And so the modern man turns away from these sectarian religions and modern man turns to its being open 
to spirituality, wherever that spirit manifests, wherever that sacredness comes into the material dimension. And so, uh, and the 60s, of course, and 70s were times when, uh, when that came to the foreground. Uh, young people were now looking for uh, new ways of spirituality, away from the uh, tradition they were brought up with. They were open to look across borders, look elsewhere. They looked at India, some looked at China. Um, there was a lot of interest. The Incas were in vogue, the North American Indians and their, uh, their relationship with nature, um, the rainbow people uh, connected with that. Um, like this, all this, this great variety of, of spiritual culture created the, the modern approach of spirituality over religion. So here in this particular section, it comes across that um, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is, is speaking from a, a typical, more sectarian way of thinking as was uh, prevalent in the Middle Ages and, and or just after the Middle Ages. Um, so how about that? Right? So are we looking here at a text that should be, uh, that we modern uh, people look at like uh, with its limitations from its uh, historical setting? And do we in, in one sense see ourselves as being part of a more enlightened time? In answer to that question, um, we will say no. No, Krishnadas is, uh, is pointing out that yes, there is spirituality everywhere. Yes, that is a fact. Divinity is manifesting itself into this world amongst many, many people in many forms and ways. There are houses of worship in all kinds of traditions in the world. There are people dressing up in, in various clothes, all for the sake of reminding themselves of their relationship with, with God. There are many understandings of God. But whatever credit we, we may give to all, it's not enough. It is not enough. It is not enough to attain the real goal of life. The Chaitanya Charitamrita is not just a book about to, to part of like a spiritual revival. Uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is a unique book. It is a book that describes the unique process and the unique manifestation of love of God. Prema Pumarta Mahan. Not just, not just some sentimental uh, appreciation for God. Uh, that is not the love of God as it is defined in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. The love of God as defined in the Chaitanya Charitamrita is love of God in, in, in the form of 
the true nature of the soul. It is the nature of the soul to love. It is the nature of the soul to be blissful. It is the nature of the soul to, to be overwhelmed. It is the nature of the soul to roll on the ground in ecstasy. It is the nature of the soul to dance. It is the nature of the soul to be fulfilled. If in the name of God consciousness, another understanding is being pushed that reduces that reduces the understanding of God consciousness. And in the name of recognizing God, we do not allow the full cultivation and full expression of love of God, then that religious activity becomes an obstacle. Therefore, the movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is not sectarian. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is not sectarian. His only point is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is teaching the ultimate meaning of religion. Just like when Prabhupada was challenged. Prabhupada was challenged and the challenge was why are you trying to convert Muslims to Hindus? And Prabhupada said, no, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to teach Christians, trying to teach Muslims. I'm trying to teach Hindus the real meaning of their religion. Prabhupada's point was, there's no need to change. There's no need to change. But we amend through our, through our religion to come to pure God consciousness. At one point, there was a person who was approaching Prabhupada and asked him if he was willing to become the founder Acharya of the uh, International Society for Christ Consciousness. And Prabhupada responded, yes, yes, he was willing if all the members uh, would be willing to chant the holy name of Jesus Christ. Um, so, in this way, uh, and Prabhupada, of course, saw the name as Christ uh, as related to Krishna. Um, in Rajasthan, in some places of Rajasthan, Krishna is also known as Krista. Krista. Yes, so we see sometimes that name Krista was also uh, known as a name of Krishna. Therefore, we take it that Jesus Christ uh, took that name, took that name to somehow or other make people, make people chant just by hearing his name and that that was part of his mission and that in this way we see that Jesus Christ was paving the way for the Sankirtan movement of, of Lord Chaitanya. So Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is not interested to enter into the religious arena and wave his sword and say, my religion is better than your religion. Krishnadas Kaviraj is interested in taking religiousness to the beyond external ritual, beyond wearing this dress or that dress or this mark or this haircut or that haircut or this hat, right? Or that hat. Uh, it is very interesting uh, how there are so many hats in, um, in the religious world. Krishnadas Kaviraj was not interested, not interested at all in all of these things. He and anybody who would make more of the external form of religious uh, 
expression than of the true in, internal meaning of religiousness was becoming an obstacle. And if that person was becoming fiercely fixed and intolerant in, in that position, then they would be a demon. Because all spirituality, all religion uh, must lead to the true nature of the relationship that exists between the living being and the Supreme Lord. We have to again reawaken to that relationship of pure love. And Chaitanya Charitamrita is teaching us what that pure love is. And Krishna does, is not just speaking about that pure love from a, um, from a philosophical point of view. He's not only speaking as one who makes an intellectual display of what he has understood that pure love of God is. Krishna does is himself tasting and relishing this pure love of God as we see in, in his reaction to the dream that he uh, had of Lord Nichananda, we see that Krishna Das is just in ecstasy. Krishna Das is just showing symptoms of, of bhava, of prem, which is way beyond what any ordinary person can experience. Therefore, Krishna Das is one, is a devotee who is experiencing that Krishna prem. And from that platform, he is writing, and he is writing about, you know, if you don't accept Lord Chaitanya, you're missing out. You're missing out on this unique gift of, of Krishna Prem. Anybody who becomes an obstacle to that Krishna Prem, either in the name of religion or in the name of any ism, right, is, is sinful is a demon, is an obstacle, is, is an obstacle to the mission of the Lord. Uh, that is not sectarianism. Um, that is being above all division of the world, going right down to the roots of things, to the roots of the very nature of the living being that are in our constitutional position. We are meant to just be full, full of love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who in exchange will also reciprocate in the most loving way. And then we will be in loving relationships with all living beings, especially with the devotees of the Lord. And that is, is what Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami is conveying. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm starting back up today. I had some interruptions. Worshipping of Lord Krishna without Lord Chaitanya is not complete. But CC quotes that not only complete, but useless. So how to understand because, oh, one sec, ow. Because so many people worship only Krishna. Yes, so many people worship only Krishna. And they worship Krishna incomplete. And although through that worship of Krishna, they may get, get so much benefit, they, they may not actually penetrate to that other dimension, that dimension of unalloyed love for Krishna. Uh, that we find in Chaitanya Chandramrita, who says, uh, where do we find, where do we find such love as amongst the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Where do we find detachment? Where do we find renunciation? Where do we find all these good qualities? Uh, one may have thousands, one may have millions of gurus, he says, one may follow millions of gurus, but if one is not a follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he cannot fully realize 
the actual depth of love of God. So this gift of pure love of God, pure unalloyed love of God, is a unique gift given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it is, it has not been given before, it is not available before, and therefore, even all the Krishna worship is not adequate. Um, one devotee who became um, a professor and a scholar named uh, Edwin Bryant, right? he uh, wrote a book called the Krishna Source Book, yes, and he is in the Krishna Source Book. He's dealing with how people are in India and around the world are worshiping Krishna, and how they see Krishna, uh, and not everyone is seeing Krishna as Govindam Adi Purusham. Some see Krishna as the incarnation of Vishnu and as an avatar secondary to, to, to Krishna, to Vishnu. Who understands Krishna in full? Who understands Krishna of Raja? Who understands the unique feature of Krishna in Vrindavan? Who understands the pure love of Krishna? So in the only by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh gosh, one sec again. What's the next destination of sincere, strictly following persons from other spiritual paths like Judaism, etc.? Can you go to Vaikuntha in the next life? Um, you know, as Srila Prabhupada said, the purpose of, of, uh, of people who are following a religious path is to attain love of God. Um, we see, for example, we look at uh, Christian mystics, and then we may read the writings of, uh, of Teresa de Avila. And she wrote this book, uh, The Interior Castle. And if we read The Interior Castle, it's very interesting. She compares spiritual life to a big castle, a mansion with many, many rooms. She says the external rooms is where still um, the influences of the uh, of the lower nature come in. It's that there are serpents, there are scorpions, there are uh, toxic things in that in the external rooms. So there's a need for purification as you go more and more internal and through uh, a process of um, purification. Then she describes the internal rooms. And in the internal rooms, she, she points out then one comes face to face to the Supreme Lord. And then one experiences union in love. Right? And she just describes that at that stage, one just basically freezes and, 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 and becomes like uh, in the face of that overwhelming divine nature of the Lord, one just becomes like, like a pillar. Right? Now, this we recognize as in, in, in the Vedic literature uh, as, a, as, as Stambhabhav, where one becomes like a pillar, one becomes frozen. We see examples, Lord Brahma, upon seeing Krishna and being overwhelmed by his amazing qualities, just froze and stood there like in Stambhabhav, like a, like, like a pillar, he couldn't move. It is described that it happened to Yasoda regularly, that she just stood there and, and couldn't move. So we see that Therese de Avila was experiencing very, very deep spiritual emotions. So it is hard to say what her destination would be. And, and maybe we are really limiting her if we think that she cannot attain Vaikuntha in, in this lifetime. However, even that, even Vaikuntha, even Vaikuntha is not desirable by the followers of Lord Chaitanya. The followers of Lord Chaitanya are having an intricate understanding of the loving exchanges 
of, of Krishna and the residents of Vrindavan. That is unique. Therefore, all those nice devotees of Krishna, they must also learn about this and get the full understanding. And therefore, without the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, the Panchatattva, things remain incomplete. That is the confidential message as revealed by, uh, by the Acharyas, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, by uh, Prabodhananda Saraswati, and, and many others. All right, I have to move on. I thank you and looking forward to seeing you again. Hare Krishna. Oh, someone says, Aridas was rejected forever. No, 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 no. Aridas was not rejected forever. You look in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Aridas came back in a spiritual body and continued his service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We're talking Chota Aridas. So no, Chota Aridas was not rejected forever. You can read an Antia Lila. We'll talk about that some other time. No.